It's time for the Hockey Writers Grind Line. A weekly show covering everything Detroit Red Wings. Brought to you by our own iconic top line of Wings writers. Sit back and enjoy the grind. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Grind Line here at the Hockey Writers. I'm your host, Matthew Zator, and as always, joined in my by my defense partner, Devin Little. Devin, how's it going? We got another week in the books. We got Red Wings a few wins under their belt on a pretty good hot streak to start the season. Alex Debrinkett's on a hot streak to start the season as well. We'll talk about him, but uh, how's it going? Um, yeah, I mean, with uh, with with all those things going on right now it's hard to be uh doing anything other than great right yeah yeah. um (laughs) uh yeah no good week of hockey uh weekends here um we're doing the grind line i I have nothing to complain about right now how about you (laughs) and doing well Uh, yeah i'm I'm doing good too uh red wings that are doing way better than the canucks are right now canucks did win (laughs) their first two of the game this season but lost their last two now so uh, but the Red Wings are are doing better, and they're uh, off to a great start uh, to the season. So, yes, yeah, so very, very happy uh, to see that happening right now. Um, but before we get into the show, uh, we got to talk about our sub stack that we've got out right now. Uh, we at the Hockey Reds recently expanded our offerings to the sub stack dedicated to every team, as well as a general one for the best articles as a Red Wings fan, you don't want to miss any of this great content we're producing right now, and our Red Wings sub stack makes that possible. Uh, sign up to get all of Hockey Writers Red Wings articles delivered directly to your inbox multiple times per week. We even offer a premium subscription now that gives you access to exclusive content you can't find anywhere else. Game chats, post-game reports, uh, pre-game, uh, game day reports as well. Uh, specialized articles, live Q&As, a whole bunch more that we'll be adding throughout. Join now to get a discount on the annual dis- subscription and the sign up link can be found in the description below so uh, check that out all right well Devin let's get into our one good one bad for the week and uh, I don't know how many bad we're gonna get but uh, maybe you'll find one <laughs> what's a good and a bad from this past week here uh yeah uh my one good is going to be that I was right about my uh when I predicted how um the Red Wings games this week would go I, I I was I was more optimistic than I usually am. I said they'd win both games and they delivered. Maybe I got to be more optimistic more often, I guess. Um, so, yeah, one good. Apparently, I, I can predict the future now. So that's cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, my one bad is that I can predict the future and I didn't play the lottery. Just kidding. That's not my one bad. Um, <laughs> my my uh, my one bad is actually going to be um, just like the overall nastiness that happened uh, during that Pittsburgh game. Um, and I'll even like single out Larkin here. Um, you know, I, obviously you don't want the Red Wings to be pushed around. That's kind of a, that was a big mantra and big focus uh, during the offseason to make sure that um, Detroit wouldn't be pushed around. But when you're up four to one, the captain should not be throwing punches mm. unless like something obscene happened um, and nothing obscene happened. It was, you know, at least from, from our vantage point, right. Um, when you're up four one, you've got control of the game. You don't want to do anything to give control back to the other team. And um, you know, final score of that game was probably a lot closer than it should have been. Uh, and you could probably argue that Pittsburgh got a little bit of a jolt from um, mm. that rough stuff. So 
Um, if you're the Red Wings and if you're Larkin, I would say uh, you got to be a bit more mindful about when to be, when to push back, when mm-hmm. to not, uh, when to, when to take it and receive it and when to dish it back, basically. Um, because you can be a lot smarter about that than uh, they were against the Penguins, but they still got a W. So ultimately, not too bad, right? <laughs> yeah, I, you'd hate it more if they lost that game after uh, you know let them come back and win. But uh, yeah, it, my good is the amount of scoring that the Red Wings have been doing this season so far. Uh, you know, six goals against the Penguins, four against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, had six against the Lightning, four against the Devils. So I mean, not four against three against the Devils. So I, you know, they actually haven't scored, haven't uh, scored less than three this season, uh, which is great. I mean, that's a pretty good goals for, <laughs> for, oh, yeah. for, for oh, the yeah. season so far. Um, and uh, leading the way is their top guns, which is great to see. And and even their depth have been chipping in. You know, Andrew Kopp's got a few goals. Uh, you've got JT Comfer got got his first already. And uh, Debrinkat, of course, has five. So, I mean, <laughs> already this season. And again, we'll talk about him. So that's a good for me is amount of goal, of goal scoring. Um, they're allowing more than that, too. I mean, they had a shutout against the Blue Jackets, which which is great. But they have also allowed, art from that, have allowed at least three every game as well. So there's my bad, is that the defense and goaltending is is not restricting the amount of, of offense to, you can't always outscore your opposition. I mean, sometimes it works, but uh, it's not sustainable over a season. I don't think uh, you've got to actually stop the goals and allowing three a game is probably not a good, a good recipe for success. So there's, there's a bad in amongst my good there. So, all right. Well, we've talked about him. I've mentioned his name now, I think three times before we even actually started the segment, but uh, Alex Dabrinka has uh Five goals already on the season. He's got he's tied with Elias Pettersson for the league lead in points with eight. So I uh, that's that's pretty cool because uh, I also cover the Canucks. So you got Pettersson and uh, Debrinkat both tied atop the leaderboard right now. Early, uh, they probably won't be there at the end of the season because uh, most likely it'll be Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, those names there. But you savor it when it's happening right now. You get there atop the leaderboard on the NHL. So I uh, so to brink at, is it sustainable, Devin? I mean, you know, five goals, he's on pace. The on pace numbers are insane. Uh on pace for quite a few. <laughs> but <laughs> do you do you foresee this uh being able to last throughout the whole season? Cause right now he's well on his way to a 40 plus goal season. Yeah, I'll I'll uh jump right out ahead of this and say, I do not think Alex Dabrinka is going to put up 164 points this season. <laughs> um, despite him being on pace for it. I don't, I don't think he has that in him. Um, now do I think that, um, kind of what he's doing is sustainable? I do. Um, I do think he's, uh, you know, obviously early out of the gate, five goals, four games and eight points in four games is mm. crazy. That's, um, I, I, you know, that'd be otherworldly if he kept that up. Um, I don't, I don't think he'll be, uh, he'll be posting, you know, Red Wings record breaking numbers um, this season. At least I don't think so. Um, But I do think, you know, what he's doing just shift by shift is just, is sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, he's finding ways to get open. Um, I know uh, Larkin talked about that. Um, I think it was after the game against the uh, Penguins when they were interviewing him on, on uh, interviewing him 
on TNT, um, he said one of the best things about playing with him is that he just he, he always seems to be open. So you just kind of have to hit him with a good pass. Um, and I think that's, you know, he's, you're able to do that on a night to night basis. That's not something that's uh, hard to repeat. And then also, you know, when he gets himself open, he's always ready to shoot. He's always ready to get the puck off or he's always ready to, you know, move it quickly. Um, uh, there's a goal against, uh, I think it was, it was, it was one of the two games this week. Uh, I want to say it was Pittsburgh, but I'm not sure. Um, where it was a, it was a two on one. Pretty sure Zarnik was the, uh, the passer on the play as a two on one. Um, and, uh, Debrinket went to the net with a stick down and Zarnik hit him with the, uh, hit him with a pass and Debrinket basically just like tapped it in. <laughs> um, I think that that sort of play that, you know, drive to the net, that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he's going to continue to do that. And that's kind of what his game's all about. That's what made him a, uh, a, uh, you know, a well-known name across the league before he went to Detroit, mm-hmm. right. His just ability to create goals and put himself in a position to score them. So, um, I think, you know, just to kind of top this off. Yeah. What he's doing right now is crazy. Like you said, um, <laughs> enjoy it while it's happening because it, you know, slim chance it'll ride it out through the whole rest of the season, but how he's getting there, how he's putting up these numbers right now. Um, you know, I expect he'll continue to do it. Um, and I think that, you know, as they continue to get more reps together and, um, whatnot, I think you're seeing that Larkin and Debrinket are a very good match for each other. And that's another reason why I think, um, Debrinket's ability to put up goals on a consistent basis will continue over the course of the season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, his last, his last career high was 78 points, 41 goals. I think, I think he can do that again this season. I mean, you know, 40 goals, even if he's off, like he goes down to his normal, like <laughs> it, it's five goals in four games. Like you said, it's, it's, it's crazy for the pace, but if he even just goes down a bit at 40, 40 goals is easily, he can easily oh, yeah. get there. Uh, and he's had two seasons of that before uh, he's able to do it. It's, and the chemistry is there. It seems like he's comfortable uh, in the lineup and in the system that Lalonde has put in, put out. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think it's sustainable for what he's doing. It's like the sustainability of because it's so many little games. I mean, there all these guys get off to hot starts. You got Brock Besser's got five goals in four games as well. So, I mean, there's it, it's it is it is crazy to think about some of these on pace things, but. I, I think he can definitely keep scoring and be on a pace to get 40, um, maybe even 50. I mean, it's definitely possible if you can keep going on this. All right. Well, I, this just came to my mind. This is reversed off the rush here. And more and more, this name has been coming up, Patrick Kane. Uh, he is back in the news a bit, uh, you know, potentially going back to the Rangers, that Red Wings are still in that conversation is that a possibility? I know we've we've asked this question many times in the show already, but as now that it's back in the news again, do you think it's it's something they should do? Because the fact that they are off to a great start, it seems like Kane is going to sign, I don't know, maybe within the next month or so. If this continues, is it a good idea to put in a guy like that, especially with now the chemistry is starting to build? Um, is it a good idea? Um. It's tricky because 
you know, you can't deny um, just the offensive potential and creativity and um, legitimacy that Patrick Kane would provide to the lineup. Um, I know my uncle is all aboard the Patrick Kane <laughs> to Detroit train. Um, shout out Uncle Todd. Um, but I don't, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, I, I really don't. Um, partially um, because, like you said, they've already, you know, Debrinket's showing chemistry with Larkin. I don't think he needs, um, you know, they don't need to bring in Patrick Kane because he's not showing chemistry with anyone, yeah. right? Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's showing chemistry with Austin Zarnick, and Zarnick's yeah. not even a regular, <laughs> a regular player. I, I think Debrinket's fine without Patrick Kane. Um, if you're getting Patrick Kane, it's because you think you actually have a chance to like make some noise this season. Yeah. Um, not because you're trying to fix to bring it. And if that's the case, then like maybe, um, but I don't think it's a necessity. And I would even go as far as to say that I don't want them to do it to kind of go back to my usual soapbox thing here <laughs> because they've got enough young forwards yeah. that should be in the lineup. Uh, Robbie Fabry just, uh, confirmed he's out for a month so they finally uh called up Bergeron again so he's yeah. back with the red wings you sign patrick kane Bergeron's going right back down yeah. because you got to make room for patrick kane and then somebody else is like, you know joe valeno or somebody's going to go down because uh fabry's going to come back at some point yeah. right so um i just don't see a need for it um if if it was possible to sign him like at the trade deadline um to just kind of give them that little boost then maybe um, but like you said, I don't think he's going to wait that long to sign. No, I mean, the fact that there's already talk again uh, about him signing and it looks like his recovery's on a bit of a, it's faster than it was in initially anticipated. Uh, he may actually come back sooner and he wants to sign with someone sooner. So I think he'll, like I said, I think it's within the next month he's going to go somewhere. And I still am leaning towards the Rangers because they're having problems uh, in their bottom six providing offense. So adding him makes sense um, with what they're doing. So, and he's already kind of has that relationship with the team. I think he, he could definitely go back with the Rangers, but that's another conversation. All right. Well, before we move on to our common corner, we got a couple questions from Lord Venom. Uh, thanks for, for your two great questions uh, this week, but uh before we get to that, uh, I've got to remind you of our Substack again here, Red Wings Substack. We're offering a premium subscription now. Uh, lots of great content coming through. We got uh, pregame stuff, game day. Uh, that was just that's a new addition to the premium stuff. Uh, game day previews. We got post game reports after the game, uh, Q and A's, mailbag, a bunch of other different features. You can check that out, and of course, we have the free option as well. You can. Just sign up uh, and just get Red Wings articles uh, every about three times a week, uh, just just uh, featured throughout the newsletter. So make sure you're signed up to the Substack. There's a, a link in the description below there. All right, let's move on to our comment corner. And uh, our first one, you mentioned it, Devin, Joe Valeno. Uh, Lord Venom asks, do you think he, he is trade bait to make room for a prospect? Like you said, I mean... They're going to have to start doing this soon because uh, they're like Jonathan Berger. And now he's back. He is called up, but you want him to be here all the time, not just when there's an injury. Okay. You can come up and fill a hole. You want him to be a permanent fixture in this lineup. So got to make room for guys like that. And he's not a prospect per se, but a young guy prospect. Do you think that is something that they should do? 
or will do? Um, I, I, I definitely think there's a possibility. Um, I think I mentioned it a couple of times over the off season where I could see him um, being a part of a package for a, uh, you know, in a, in a deal for like a bigger piece, um, whether it's defense or offense or whatever, because um, he's young enough to where he can still grow and, you know, maybe he uh, blossoms in a different, uh, with just more opportunity because he's kind of stuck in Detroit right now. Um, but I will also say that, you know, through the first four games, I've actually been pretty, pretty impressed and pleased with what I've seen out of Eleno. Um, he's not tearing up the score sheet or anything, but it's hard to do that when you're mm-hmm. the fourth line center. Anyways, um, you're playing with Clem Costin and, uh, Christian Fisher, you, uh, Fisher, most of the time, you're not going to be putting up a whole lot of points. That's just kind of what you're designated to for better or for worse. So, um, for me, you know, if, if your baseline of success for Valeno's points, he's not in a position to get those. He's in a position to just make the Red Wings tougher to play against and, you know, help wear down the opponents. Um, I think he's he's shown pretty good. I think he's shown some aggression that wasn't necessarily there in uh, seasons past. Just some overall confidence in, like, how to play the puck. Um, his one point this season uh, came against the Blue Jackets. He had a it was a nice little play where he uh recognized Gossis Bear coming in late, hit him with a clean pass, and Gossis Bear uh beat uh Spencer Martin clean. Um that's that just that shows good awareness, that shows you know an ability to make a play. Um when Valeno is put in a position to do these things, um, I think he usually shows pretty well. The problem is is that he's not usually put in these positions mm-hmm. to produce offense. Um, so I think. You know, that kind of goes back to my initial point where I could see him being trade bait, not only to make room for, you know, the Marco Caspers, the Nate Danielsons and such of the world, but also because if he goes to a team that just doesn't have as much depth, he might get a bigger chance, a bigger and better chance. And we might find out that, you know, there's actually more to this player than just being a fourth line center. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with that point being made, you know, why, why wouldn't you try to see what you can, you know, throw Valeno higher in the lineup, see if there is more there that you're kind of suppressing because of him being lower in the lineup. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, I circle back to the summer. I said it was going to be a big year for Joe Valeno for a lot of reasons. Um, I think he knows it. I think he's playing like he knows it. Um, but his success is going to be as much on him as it is. Um, the decisions that the coaches make with him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he's going to be a checking forward that he's going to be stapled to that fourth line and maybe that's good for him. Maybe that's bad for him. Maybe that's another topic we'll discuss in a mm-hmm. future episode, but um, I guess to like fully answer the question. Yes. I do think there's a chance he gets dealt, um, but I don't necessarily think that they're in a rush to do it. Um, but there might come a point where for Joe Valeno's sake, they might need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, right now he's not in a position to get points. He He's in that checking line role, uh, fourth line guy. And really, you don't need to move him around because all the other lines look like they're pretty good right now. You don't really want to mess with them. Um, so, I mean, I think I think he's in – right now he's in a good – it's not like he's playing bad. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't trade him at this point. I think uh, if – if around the deadline you're thinking maybe you're going to again want to upgrade something as well depending on where you are um in the playoff picture that could be something 
to do. But again, what are you getting? Are you getting someone that's just going to be here for the year and you're gone or you're creating another problem with <laughs> you're yeah. just replacing him with someone else? Um, if that's the case, just keep Valeno. I mean, yeah. he, he's doing this role. So I think I think it could happen. It's just a matter of I think if it does happen, it's not happening till the off season. I don't think it's happening in season at all, but you never know. And, right. and just just yeah. just real quick. And the thing is, is, you know, at some point, something's going to have to happen. Um, you know, Andrew Cops got three more years on his deal after this season. Uh, JT Confer's got four years after this deal. They can both be wingers, but like at least for right now, they're centers. Mm-hmm. Um, Marco Casper, he's projected to be a center. Nate Danielson's a center. Dylan Larkin's not going to be moving to the wing anytime soon. Um, so just, you know, you do the math there and it's like, all right, where's, where's Villano fit in? Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they can, they can make adjustments. They can move cop and Comfer and maybe even Casper to the wing. But if they're doing that, it's because Villano's proven that he should be a center on this team and in a, you know, a higher role than just the mm-hmm. four C. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Danielson and Casper, both centers as well. So, I mean, you're, <laughs> and, and both can play a third, fourth line role when they get here. So, yeah, there's there's a lot, a lot, it's a lot of log jam there if you're wanting to get these guys in as centermen. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see. All right, Lord Venom has a second part to his question, and this is on this is a pretty quick one. How many 20 goal scores are the Red Wings gonna have? Now we mentioned uh already to bring cat, probably gonna be more than a 20 goal score uh, at this rate. Um, but how many do they get? Do they got? I think last season there was only two. Two. Yeah, yeah. There's only two. So I no, no, no. There, there were, there, there were three. Kubalik three. squeaked in at the very end. Right. That's right. Yeah, Kubalik <laughs> just got his twentieth right at the end there. Um, so three. Um, and only two of the guys are on the roster now. Yes. So, Devin, what do you think? How many twenty goal scores do the Red Wings have this season? And I'll extend it to the off the rush question: Is there more than that? Now I haven't had a thirty goal scorer in a while. Um, is there a 30 goal scorer on this, on this roster here? Actually, no. Did Dylan Larkin get 30 last season? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they haven't, we'll say 40 then a 40 goal score. They haven't had a 40 goal score in a while. Um, yes, that is since Marion Hosa. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll extend that. So how many 20 goal scorers and is there a 40 goal score apart from Debrinkat? Cause I think he'll probably hit 40, but you could say he's the 40 goal scorer, I guess. <laughs> So I'm going to maybe be a Debbie Downer here. Um, maybe not as many 20 goal scorers as you think. Um, so to bring it, we can lock in, right? Yeah. Um, Larkin, you can lock in for 20. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think um, Lucas Raymond should be capable of hitting 20. Um, how much higher than that? Different conversation. <laughs> but we'll, we'll say Lucas Raymond's good for 20. Um, yeah, David Perron was the other, the other 20 goal scorer that stuck around. Um, I think he's capable of hitting 20. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds because he is getting up there, uh, in terms of his age and whatnot. So we'll see, but I'll pencil him in for 20. Um, Daniel Sprong, I think will push for 20. He hit it last year with the Kraken. He's looked really good with the Red Wings so far. Um, it's just going to be a matter of whether or not he can, produce consistently but i'll i'll pencil them in that gives us five 
And then the last one, only because of the start he's had, would be uh, Andrew Kopp. Kopp's mm. got three goals in four games, so he's our, he's only got 17 goals to go before he hits uh, uh, 20. I think he can get t- uh, 17 goals over 78 mm. games. I think that's doable. Um, so we're looking at like six, um, which isn't bad. Not it's bad. also not like it's it's not like oh my gosh, we have a dozen <laughs> you know 20 goal scorers. Um, and some of those are like iffy, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they're not all for sure. They're not all locks for sure. <laughs> um, and maybe you know, maybe there's one or two other guys you could maybe make a case for. Maybe JT Comfort is capable of it. Um, you know, Michael Rasmussen could have a really big year. I think he he has that potential. I just don't know if he'll he'll hit he'll get it. Um, so there's there's definitely some guys you can make mm-hmm. an argument for, but I'll say those six and even some of those six are iffy. Um, now uh, the second part is uh, will there be a forty goal scorer? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if there's going to be a 40 goal score, I think there's only one guy, at least right now, that can get there. Um, it's the guy we talked at the beginning, yeah. Mr. Debrinkit. Um, and I'm pretty sure um, a couple episode, episodes ago, we uh, kind of predicted what number Debrinkit would hit. Um, maybe it would have been a couple months ago. I don't know, anyways, but <laughs> I, I know we talked about this. Um, I'm pretty sure I said I, I put him at like 38, like just under 40. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I still think that's kind of where he'll be. Um, so I guess I'll say 38, which means it, that's not 40. Um, I think he'll challenge for 40. I absolutely think he will challenge for mm. it. Does he get it? I'm going to say no. Um, but boy, does it look like he's uh, <laughs> already on pace. He, he is already on pace to uh, prove me wrong on that end. Yeah. Um, and all he really has to do is just like sort of keep up that pace to uh, to get there. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh I'm gonna say he hits 40 um because of the fact that he's already done it before in his career and it's not like it's out of the question that he's capable. Um and he just has to sustain it and he doesn't get injured, knock on wood. Um he doesn't get <laughs> injured most of his career. He's he's played 82 games and 52 was a full season in that shortened one, and 70 was pretty close uh, to a full season in in his third season in the NHL. So he's played full seasons most of his career. So he has a chance to keep going on it. Yeah, he only sold 27 and 82 last season. But that, I don't think he was up to, I don't think he hit any chemistry with anyone really on the, on the Senators. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think because he played with Claude Giroux, I think. Um, for most of the season. I keep on thinking of Stutzla, but it wasn't. I think he played with Giroux most of the season. So made us not have chemistry with him and to actually do what he usually does. Um, but seasons after he's had down seasons, uh, he had a 30, he had 20, he had 18, um, which is not, well, I guess it's down from 41, but he <laughs> rebounded to 32 and then from 32 to 41. So I think he's he's one of those guys that bounces back pretty pretty quick after what you could have could maybe describe as down season. Twenty seven goals is pretty decent in my mind, but yeah, I guess yeah. when you've scored forty, it's down. <laughs> yeah, when when twenty seven goals is a down season, you know you're good at scoring. Goals. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's expecting more. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think he hit. I think he hits forty. Um, I don't want to say fifty because that's that's a bit. 
Uh, we, we we save those for the McDavid's of the world. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, maybe midway, maybe mid season, we can we can revisit it if he's at like already thirty or something. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll revisit that conversation. But uh, yeah, and, and as for the twenty goal scores, I'm gonna agree. I think it's um, I'm gonna say five. I don't think uh, one guy. I think you mentioned. I don't think Daniel Sprong hits twenty. Um, I mean, he's off to a good start, but I don't know if he's going to be staying in that the roles that he's been in right now. Um, he might, but I think he'll get close. I think he'll be around the 15 goal mark, but I don't think he'll hit 20. So I'm going to say five. Uh, I think yeah. Cop has, I think Cop hits 20. I, Sprong could be the Kubalik of this year, where like barely he, gets like Yoss <laughs> gets it. Yeah, that's his 20th at like game 80 or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, yeah, it's great, great being a Red Wings fan right now because uh, on a three-game winning streak to start the season, I, yes, that's three. I'm trying. <laughs> yes, three games. Uh, they're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, outscored their opponents sixteen to. Uh, oh my gosh! I should have done all this math before. Sixteen to seven. That is right. Sixteen to seven. Uh, in their last three as well so i off to a great start in both offense and i mean pretty good defense the last three games at least um so the next two games before we meet again here on the show we got uh, the senators uh as you're listening to this watching this uh it's probably on already because uh, yeah. <laughs> unless you're watching like, right away when when it comes out but uh it is on in an hour after this comes out on YouTube. So uh, your Senators, uh, they're off to a really good start this season as well. A lot, again, they're scoring a lot of goals too. Uh, so it could be a pretty fire wagon game. Uh, so predict the score of that one. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm really interested to see how this game plays out because, uh, you know, the whole push to get tougher to play against and whatnot basically goes back to their um, back-to-back games against the Senators last year where Ottawa just kind of pushed them around all game for both games. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, that'll be a big point of um, emphasis for the Red Wings coaching staff heading into the game. Um, final score. Um, I'm going to say the Red Wings keep the good times rolling. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to predict that the rinket makes a lot of uh, Senators fans really upset. <laughs> um, I will say the final score is five to three. Um, Red Wings win probably a, uh, you know, early start, um, maybe a little bit of sloppiness, maybe people still waking up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe a sloppy game, but an eventful game. Um, 5-3 win for uh, the Red Wings. All right. Um, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to call it the Brinkat hat trick. Uh, hey, there you go. The Senators is old team, even though they only played seven, uh, 82 games for that team. But uh... <laughs> Ben's fans will love that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say he at least scores a goal, but I wanna I wanna pull it up. I'm gonna say a hat trick. Um, not sure when he had his last hat trick. It was probably last season. I think he did have a hat trick last season. But uh yeah, doing it for his new team would be pretty great. And they play also there's a loaded week they before we meet. So again, so it's the flames, Kraken, and the Jets before we have the next episode of the grind line. So yeah, it's and it's one road game and then the rest are at home. So uh, some great, well, some, some great matchups too. I got, they're all uh, tough teams. I mean, the Kraken again, Daniel Sprong will be returning to his old stomping grounds there. 
uh, Andrew Kopp to the Jets, even though he's been gone for a, for a bit, but uh, not a long time, but it's still, he was there for a long, quite a while. So some returning players to their uh, old team. So should be a fun time. All right. Well, that's another episode of the grind line. Uh, thanks Devin for joining in again and uh, keep those comments coming. Uh, Lord Venom, thanks for your comments. Uh, Don Don, we'll get you another question. Uh, I believe you did you did submit one as well, but we'll get to that and we'll get to your questions as well. Um, but you know, before we get going out of here, uh, make sure you're signed up to that Substack newsletter. Uh, lots of great content in there. Uh, three days a week, we got the premium subscription out right now as well. Uh, you can get a discount on an annual subscription. You can also sign up monthly as well for uh, different. A bunch of premium stuff. We got post game, uh, game day stuff, Q&A, mailbag, lots of great features there for the premium sub stack, but you can also just sign up for the free one as well. Uh, link is in the video description below. Um, follow us on, on Twitter or X at uh, Chojo Grindline and also at the Detroit Red Wings uh, Twitter as well. I, I don't know what it's THW Red Wings, I believe is our, is the one there. Um, but yeah, keep following us and Devin and and me as well. And all of our writers at the Hockey Writers, all our writing every day. Um, but until next time, we'll see you on another episode of The Grind Line.